T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, I know this tune. It sounds familiar. <laughs> Never had an idea we couldn't abuse. Saturday Suckage, Rosenblum and Spiegel back with you. Later, later this hour, we'll talk to David Schuster. He's at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field. Sock stuff to discuss. And I'll ask you this question. Why didn't they sign Dallas Keuchel? Do we know they didn't make a run at him? Did they not? I wasn't sure based on what Rick Hahn said yesterday. It just seemed like... That would have worked now and later. Yeah. They certainly need starting pitching. I was all about it. Yeah. So, moving right along. Um, The – I didn't see on that home run that the Red Sox just hit in this game in in jolly old England. Yeah, this game is going on in London. Uh Uh-huh. I didn't – I don't know if they threw the ball back. (laughs) I I, I don't know about that, but I do know – I believe it's 6-6 in the first inning. I think that's what we're looking at here. I think the Yankees put up six in the first, and the Red Sox put up six in the bottom of the first. And so that's what everybody in England thinks baseball is. <laughs> yes. They think it's Coors Field, as I, it turns out. I wish, um, for so many reasons, Steve, I wish I had not been on the radio with you over the last Thank hour. Thank you but, very much. But one of the big ones. There's a lot of that going around. One of the big ones is so I could have watched this game, this London game, because uh-huh. my Twitter feed is enjoying it tremendously. Yes. And, and my instinct was to... Um, Check to, out, just fake sick. Well, no. And it, my instinct was to think that this was going to be some disaster on yeah. MLB, you know, like when they play in Japan at 2 o'clock in the morning right. for opening day. And, oh, by the way, your league just started. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's kind of realizing it. Right. But I'm people still... seem to be really, really enjoying this, what's going on over there. And I, I just hope that we're still on the air or that it's still on the TV when they get to the mascot race, because there's a mascot is race. Is it really? Yeah. Is it Queens, and is it some kind of peerage? They had a contest to come up with four of the most British characters possible for a, uh, for a mascot race. So it has to be characters as opposed to, like, Winston Churchill or Sherlock Holmes? Churchill's in there. Churchill is one of the four. So there'll be a mascot dressed up as Winston Churchill. Running uh, against Emma Thompson? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, Sean Connery was not, unfortunately. James Bond, though, himself, Bond was British, British even though Sean Connery wasn't. Well, you bring up an interesting point because I believe there is a Scottish cheat going on here. A Scottish cheat? Yeah, well, there's a, the Loch Ness Monster. That's in Scotland, right? Well, I guess the, so they're doing the entire British Empire. I, apparently so. Widespread. Yeah. So, so there's a Loch Ness monster, Winston Churchill. <laughs> That's two of the four. There are two more uh-huh. British iconic, maybe British, maybe not, but somewhere in the area. Um, I, I would. I okay. Who's the what? What king? Who's the king of kings? King Henry the Eighth. There we go. He's Henry okay. the Eighth. He is. He, he is. is. 
And he's oh, and he's man, running. The eighth, oh, yeah. My money's and on Herman's Hermits. Yes, and uh, Peter I, Noon. I was going to so, Peter Noon and Ringo. Uh, Freddie Mercury. Close. <laughs> really? You were very close. <laughs> it's, so we've got a battle coming up. I assume yeah. in the seventh <laughs> between is Freddie this Mercury. True? Yes, Freddie Mercury wins. Really it's right. It's a really good. Apparently, radio there's a lot of stuff that's going on here. Um, they're going to do Sweet Caroline for the Red Sox bomp, fans. Bomp, bomp. They're going to do Take Me Out to the Ball Game. They sent over um, concessionaires and trained the concessionaires at the stadium here to. Scones here, get your scones here. They don't do this in England where people can pay for things without leaving their seats. Really? They don't do this. They don't have roving vendors. In I, England. I didn't know that. I didn't either. So it's soccer games. I'm sorry, football matches. Football. In England, they don't, have, um, they don't have roving vendors. So they sent people over to teach the concessionaires how to induce customers to pay for food and drinks without ever leaving their seats. They're teaching them how to hand money down the row of strangers and have a bag yes. of peanuts tossed and, over and to them. And throw it to them. Yes. Roger, Roger, the famous peanut guy in right? Dodger Stadium. So I, they're, they're showing them how we do it over here. Every ticket for the series, for the two-game series, sold out in 45 minutes when they went on sale in December. I was ready to laugh at this entire thing, but I'm actually thinking really? it's pretty cool. The first inning's finally over. And it's 6-6. Six it's 6-6. Six. Six six. <laughs> yeah, the London That's series. every game. That's every game. Yeah, that's game. every game. Yeah. Actually, actually, it is. Is there more? Do you have more of the, the highlights of this? I had no idea they don't vend there the way they vend I, here. I didn't, I didn't know that either. They should have said Rosner over. Yeah, he's, he's, sure. he's the vending guy. Yeah. Um, 120,000 tickets were purchased within Britain. 70% of them, um, they think, were bought by, by the Brits, um, but they might have been ticket brokers. <laughs> That's yes. why they sold out so Not fast. Not might have. <laughs> not might have, definitely. So if it's not Coors Field, uh, but it's pitching like it, uh, Joe Kelly, Dodger reliever, yeah. right? Former Red Sox, yeah. He gave up five hits, three runs, one earned in one inning in Colorado. At least that's what the way the scoreline read last night. He was not happy with the official score. I'm not a believer in me giving up five hits. It is Colorado, and we're in Denver. Who knows that guy up there could be bleeping high. So there's your wake and bake club <laughs> nod. He's not a happy kid. That's hilarious. That I like that. By the way, um, I, I recently told uh, my, my, my wife, my baseball fan wife, wife, about the concept of the official score. She's never been in a press box. She doesn't oh, okay. know how that works. It's, and she's like, oh, my God, the pressure on that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, he's up there. He's got to decide whether it's a pass ball or a wild pitch. Yeah. Wild, wild pitch, pitch, like Bob Rosenberg says it, That's as he does, he does it on both sides of town. That's what he yeah, does. Yeah, he's the one guy. And then occasionally, Joe Kelly will go after you. As uh, we've, we've talked about this particular event before. Okay. But this was the week of it. 1971, Rick Wise, no hit the Reds in Cincinnati hmm. and hit two home runs wow. in that game. That's, that's a day. So Super 70 Sports points out that you think maybe that's a Sunday game, right, when they face the Sunday lineup. This was the Reds' lineup that Rick Wise no hit. Okay. P. Rose, George Foster, uh-huh. May, Bench, Perez, McRae, Helms, and Concepcion. Wow. That's a big red machine machine right there. Yeah, that's, that's the that's, real deal. That's part of it. 
Throwing a no-hitter and hitting two home runs in the same game, that's Little League-type stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what the best player on the block does. Yeah, it's Sean Burroughs in the Little League World Series kind of stuff. That's right. So do we have – you said the uh, crowd – you crowdsourced your your, – Bags oh, yes. Issues. I'm getting destroyed at bags by my wife, and she's into um, the analytics. She's, look, she's using launch angle. She's using <laughs> exit velocity. Um, Babbitt. Yeah, she's just she's, – she's got it figured out. The Edgertronic cameras and the Rapsodo are doing wonders she for her you game. She's working late into counts. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. And, um, and I – I'm just falling apart in the clutch in big moments. I'm completely and utterly you're, crumbling. You're, you're darvishing. I'm, 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 that's so sad. <laughs> it's but true. But yes, I need conditions to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> or else things don't go well. But at least right. I'm self-aware. Yeah, you that's know? good. At least you I'm conscious. Be, you need to be self-aware about what a um, text, marshmallow you can turn into. Texters at 6711. Speaks, you got to start warming up with weighted bags. <laughs> Make sure you lose so you don't <laughs> tighten up. Thank you. That's, That's an really excellent good. solution. It's probably a good idea. That I'm like, oh my god, these things are so light. Yes. Uh, Peoria Matt says that my opportunity bagging is extremely. See, weak. there you go. He's buying into the branding, <laughs> and he's that kind of psychological crap's just not going to work. Uh, Texture says, uh, "Speaks, you're losing because you're thinking of your wife as a woman instead of merely a competitor, and she's taking full advantage of it. I did the same thing that she's doing in racquetball. Your male pride is getting in the way of your game." That's interesting. So that's an argument for desexualizing my wife while we're playing bags. Uh-huh. Nah. Uh, this from Mailman Nuts. You should buy your wife an overly heavy bracelet and have her wear it only on her throwing arm. <laughs> Not only will it weigh her arm down and distract her motion, it will give you bonus points in the relationship. Yeah, that's- see, look at that. There, there's, a, there's a twofer. Here, honey, I got you this gorgeous bracelet. I know it's eight pounds. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yes. You'll get used to it. It's lead. And, and this one, uh, for bags, I rely on my scouting team. And then I say things to get my opponent in their own head. Lord knows I can't get out of my own head. Uh-huh. So at least I try to make it even on the mental yeah. side. So he's suggesting more trash talk. Well, yeah. Or, Insidious. Or, no, no, no. I, not trash talk. It doesn't even. have to be trash talk. It's, boy, I like, I like the way you kind of flick your wrist at the end. That uh-huh. must be the key to what you're doing. Ah. You've just made up some physical gesture yeah. that does not exist. Doesn't actually correlate with what she's doing. That causes her to analyze it and wonder if she's doing it, uh-huh. and she's thinking about everything except what she had done perfectly before. There you go, which probably was not thinking. Correct. Right? Yeah. Probably just trusting just, her form and, and doing the thing. Yeah, and basing her, you know, the TWTW of yeah. bags. So one time we played on the lakefront, and she was wearing a little backpack. And I said before the game, do you want to take that off? And she said, no, it's fine. And I don't want it to get stolen. And then I beat her. And then she said, yeah, it doesn't count. I was wearing a backpack. Oh, wow. And I said, Look. you know, you had every opportunity to take that thing off. It's a very handy excuse. So she's just as competitive about this. She's just uh, More as- so, yes. Even more so. Okay. Dare I ask if this is, is, is this part of the glue, the mortar that's holding your relationship together? <laughs> I think that's true. Uh, speaks, you need a long toss. Try throwing the bags from 120 <laughs> feet. <laughs> that's that's good. good. What about, do they have a bags towel drill you can, you can use? <laughs> there should do they be. they have something? Ah, uh, and then here we go. Performance enhancing drugs. I'm already trying those. Yeah. But apparently the vape pen is not no, as performance-enhancing as I thought it would be. Yeah, that has to be part of it. 
Yeah. Thank All you. Right. Take a break. When we come back, we'll talk David Schuster later on uh, this hour. And Max Scherzer just keeps doing Max Scherzer things, which are just wonderful. It's amazing in all of these... We talked earlier about all these hitting statistics, all these these pairings where you see Cody Bellinger and Stan Musial as the only two names in the same sentence. Yeah. And Max Scherzer continues to be Max Scherzer. Unbelievable. In the, in the face of all this. Yeah, do you see it? He struck out 10 or more for the 89th time. That's what I was going to bring up. Oh, is that the one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but it's so per- – well, let's discuss this because yeah. it's worth investing Good, in. good, 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 good. Yeah, So I love we'll that. do that. Rosenblum and Spiegel, Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago Sports Station. I get the bit. <laughs> I understand. What good is a bit if you can't overdo it? Reminds me of John Mulaney's What's New Pussycat bit. You ever no, hear I him talk about I don't that? No, I recall that. That's good. I'll, I'll send you a link. All right. Carry on. He's Matt Spiegel. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Saturday Suckage here. We'll talk to David Schuster at 140. He's at Guaranteed Rate Field. We'll talk socks and NBA free agency with him. Um, neither of which concern the Bulls, as it turns out. The, <laughs> the, the game, we'll get to the game in London. It has turned out to be quite newsworthy and statistically important. The, but first, Max Scherzer. Yes. Struck out since his debut, April 29, 2008. This is according to Chris Kampka. Um, who'll be on tomorrow, right? Yes, Cam Connections at 9.45 every Sunday on Hit and Run. And it's just wonderful, the stuff he comes up with at uh, the Sultan of the Stat at NBC Sports Chicago. So Max Scherzer struck out 10 or more, struck out at least 10. Yep. And he did it for the 89th time, which is more than, like, every team in baseball has done it since then. Since his debut. So he's done it 89 times. The next closest team would be the Phillies with 84. Okay, so, there, so he's done it team. more than any entire team. Team since then. The Cubs at 78, tied with the White Sox at wow. 78, tied with the Rangers at 78. The Diamondbacks did it, three, did it 75 times, have mm-hmm. done it. Three times by Scherzer. Yeah, I was going to say. part of that, that, yes. that part of the spread yes. of spreading these 10-plus K games around is because his 89 were done for at least three different teams. It's just... Tigers. Amazing! Wow, it's like how many, how many no hitters Ryan Nolan Ryan has compared to teams? One guy, yeah, an entire franchise. But Max Scherzer, and remember, he did it right after he broke his nose. He mm-hmm. was not going to take that that time off. I'll beat you with a broken nose. Mm-hmm. So, so that was it. So here's this game in London. The uh, we are alerted by Julio, our producer. The over and under was 11 and a half for Yankees, Red Sox, and London. The over was reached before the first inning was over. Before the end of the first inning in London, it was 6-6. So Porcello and Tanaka were yanked 
They gave up five. This, they gave. They each gave up at least five runs. Mm-hmm. Failed to get out of the inning. That was the first time that that had happened since nineteen. I believe it was eighty nineteen eighty nine, according to 19, September twenty first, nineteen eighty nine. The Padres and the Reds. The starting pitcher for the Padres was Dennis Rasmussen. Did you ever have his baseball card? No, I never did. He went zero innings. He did not get an out. He gave up five earned runs. The starting pitcher for the Reds was Jack Armstrong. He went zero innings. He did not get an out. He only gave up three hits, but managed to make the most of it. He gave up five earned runs, including a home run. That is an unbelievable thing. That is amazing. Now, let's see. I don't know how long this game's going to go, but that game in 1989, where the pitchers were gone in the first inning and gave up at least five runs, gave, each gave up five runs, took only three hours and three minutes. Just, just saying. That's so, incredible. So that's where it goes. Your, um, your Scherzer stat. Um, reminded me to go back and look, and I'm looking at it now. I, I had to remind myself which year. It's 1920. And in 1920, Babe Ruth exploded home run-wise. Yes. He had 54 home runs in 1920. That was more than every other team in the American League. The St. Louis Browns had 50. Babe Ruth had 54. By himself. By himself. Compared to the rest of the teams combined. The that rest, was quite a the, thing. The rest of the teams. Yeah. That's why he was kind of the star he was. Uh-huh, kind of? Because it was like, oh, oh, this is, this is interesting. It's a different way to, to do things. Yeah. He, he led the league with 11. Then he led the league with 29. And then he led the league with 54 mm-hmm. and 59. And 35, 41, 46, 25, 47, 60, 54, yada, yada, yada. But they started juicing the ball, right? In 1920, I started, started going with a little bit of a juiced ball. One would have to, uh, have to assume. Or a juiced batter from the stories we told about where he'd run across the street to a bar yeah, yeah, yeah. during games. But it, it's like, that, that's the thing. The game the has changed. has not lost that love for home runs, by the way. No, no, they have not. He was a big star for a reason. A uh, Gonzo tweeted out that uh, Joe Madden says, Javi Baez could rest Sunday which would give him four starts in Pittsburgh, a day off Friday with that weird scheduling, two starts at the White Sox before the All-Star festivities. Hmm. And Hendricks's session in the pen apparently went well. Oh, good. That's, you know, whatever that means. Whatever that means. I still don't see him being activated before. Just let it go. Get through the week because you get more time and it's going to be so much more. Because it's not just, it's the stress of the innings that you're going to throw in the second half of the year. Hmm. And I don't think, would you gain anything? Would it help if you're Theo and you see Hendricks throw before the All-Star break? Does it make you more urgent, less urgent to make a deal with this one trading deadline? Because it wasn't the All-Star, wasn't the All-Star game that the Quintana Jimenez deal came down when Rick Hahn and everybody, they were hiding and ducking behind potted plants Mm -hmm. and stuff? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think that would help? I mean, if Hendricks makes it to get to get a little clarity when you get to the break, but so little clarity, right? What would you, what would it give you if he started? When if, would you pitch him? If if you started him on the Saturday or Sunday of that weekend against the White Sox, they give you a ready to start him, and then you could find out: um, Did the shoulder still hurt? Yes or no? 
and you know, let's t- take another MRI, and you can see whether you think you're going to have to shelve them for a significant amount of time, if that is indeed the situation. You Does know? that become more important now, the all-star break? Suddenly, we, we, nobody could stand it. You watch the home run derby, that's fine. The game is useless. It's not interesting. But now it becomes like a version of the winter meetings. It's the summer meetings, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that the way this is playing out? Yeah, I think so. I think so, because the one deadline, this is our first year, with the single, right. solitary, hard deadline of July 31. And uh, that makes the whole month more interesting. Rick Hahn said it yesterday when he was talking about the possibility or lack thereof that the White Sox will make a deal. And because so many of their, their, their prospects are now injured, that they don't really have the capital they expected to have at mm-hmm. this point. So in terms of making a deal for a guy who's under contract and could help them for the next few years. Um, there was like a little aside, he said, that, you know, especially the asking price that people are asking for now, as opposed to what the asking price will be in late July. So right now, people are asking crazy, crazy high price in trade. Yes. Because, you know, they're not, they're not going to go down. But they'll go down fast. It's going to be like playing trade market chicken. <laughs> right? You're right. In that last week it of is. July. It is. Like StubHub chicken, which I have played many times before. StubHub chicken. Oh, StubHub chicken. You it and a little rosemary and lemon <laughs> on it, and then you got StubHub chicken. No, you wait as long as possible, as close to first pitch as possible, standing right outside the ballpark. It's going to go down. It's going to go. Nope, StubHub it's sold chicken. instead. Yeah, I, I'll take any of these three seats. I'll wait till they go below. Oh, no, they're all gone. Well, you talk about those prices. We talked about it earlier when... When I contended, the, the, the Cubs are going to have to go trade for starting pitching. Mm. And Matthew Boyd and his I – mean, he's going to strike out everybody, but he gives up – his last two starts, he's given up at least three home runs. Three home runs in each of his last two starts. He's given up 10 in the month of June. That's a problem. Wow. He has unbelievable strikeout rates. But they're talking about, according to MLB, uh, MLB.com – they're talking about trade rumors that are a trade package along the Quintana Jimenez cease lines. And Matthew Boyd's not Jose he, Quintana. No, he's not or worth didn't, that. Didn't have that kind of uh, portfolio coming into the tr- that no, kind of deal. Right. No way. So I, when you talk about ridiculous prices, I, I can see what Rick Hahn means and how. Who would you? Who would be? Who would you have to? Who would you have to be to pay that? Now you you would you just ride this out because this is new for everybody. Yeah, Cleveland. You don't want to be the first one to go. Cleveland's dangling Trevor Bauer, but you got to pony up massive, massive dollars for Trevor Bauer. Massive, uh, not dollars, but prospects. Yeah, stuff. I'd be in, I'd be interested in that though. Bottom of the hour is brought to you by the Chicago Wolves, the Western Conference champion Chicago Wolves. would like to thank their loyal fans for making this 25th anniversary so special. Thank you and see you in October. And the bottom of the hour is brought to you by Anthony Buick, GMC, and Gurney. Save over $6,100 on a new 19 GMC Acadia and save over $5,200 on a new 19 Buick Encore. Anthony Buick, GMC, and Gurney. GMC, we are professional grade. For offer details, visit anthonygurney.com. The Mets are a mess. Um, internally, all over the place, on the field, all that kind of stuff going on. And I don't I have no idea what this former agent as GM might do in the middle of the season, mm. but he has he has some of those guys that, that, that Grom, Syndergaard, and even Zach Wheeler, yeah. he has guys that can... Big time uh, Maybe a smart, a, a more experienced GM turns that into a, a big play. You assess where you are. 
and and suddenly you turn over really the way Rick Hahn did when he went with the Adam Eaton and Chris Sale trades. Mm-hmm. The Mets could do that in the hands of a savvy guy. I don't know what the market in New York forces you to do, but if you're the Cubs, don't you have to make calls on Syndergaard? DeGrom's having a down year, but you make that call? Zach Wheeler? You I, see if you're being held up or not? I think you wait until Cole Hamels gets an MRI on Monday. You wait until Kyle Hendricks moves forward with his bullpen, and you, you deal with some other things on a lower scale. You deal If you can deal with the bat, you're you go so, get one. You're so lucky that nobody's doing anything in this division. It's true. There would be so much. The, the dire feeling, the reckoning would be the all-star break if they were down seven games. You could make up seven games mm-hmm. in the time left, but you would be depending. Because they keep saying the answers are in. We have the answers on our roster, the answers in our clubhouse. They finally admitted, and we'll play the Jed Hoyer interview next hour. They finally admitted they're not. The answers are not. The, the batting answers, the, the offensive answers, are not in our, our clubhouse. Hmm. That's a big step for them. They've always believed, they've always wanted to say that. And now they're, they're stepping outside that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's an interesting moment, that's for sure. I'm looking at uh, the salaries and contract situations of those guys. My, my God, Cindergard, $6 million this year and then two arbitration years before he's even free agent eligible. That's insane value. Zach Wheeler is a free agent to be. Zach Wheeler is a straight-up rental if you want to go down that path. Well, in your window of windows for a guy whose um, FIP and ex-FIP are good enough for what you need. Yeah. Well, you just saw what he did. Yeah. So maybe, maybe Zach Wheeler is a possibility. Um, DeGrom just signed that deal. So he's at making 25 next year, then 35, then 35, then 32. He's not going anywhere. He's locked and loaded as a Met for a good long while. But um, – the Wheeler thing is interesting. It's, it's always been a great arm. He's mm-hmm. never been able to stay healthy. He's healthy this year. The results have not been there. But like you said, the FIP and the XFIP are good. And you just saw what he did to you at Wrigley when he shoved, yeah, Ed it, Wrigley being shoved it up your giggy. Yeah. yeah. And when we were talking earlier in that day on the show that this would be when the lineup should be able to get healthy against a guy like that. Nope. So. All right. We, um, and they didn't get healthy and they sucked. And that brings us to David Schuster. We have people listen only for the movie reviews. We'll see what, see if David saw a movie. We'll talk to him. He's at Guaranteed Rate Field. Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago's Sports Station. from we choose david schuster to join us from guaranteed rate field david how you doing 
That's uh, I'm doing great, guys. You know, Freebird is basically my national anthem. I can listen to that every single day. There, there you do. Yeah, I, there I, you do. I do actually. I wish I was in London, David. Would how would you? Do you wish you were in London? It's eight six Yankees. Brett Gardner just did a two run homer. It's the third inning. Third inning. And we, you know, we were, we were joking down in the clubhouse when we were watching uh, initially the first six run inning before the second one happened when we were talking to Rick Renteria, and we we're saying it, it took them longer to play the first inning than it did for both teams to fly across the pond that's how crazy that it was pretty pretty fun though <laughs> so uh, the the rick Hahn session yesterday let's review for people who might have missed it didn't hear it there were there were quite the things to go over and um and share with the class david well he went over a lot of things basically saying that the rebuild is pretty much on schedule um, talking about you know Dylan Cease, who he says is very, very close and very well could be here this coming week uh, against the Tigers, whether it's Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. That's at least a possibility. We'll have to wait and see if that happens. Talking about some of his other star players, Luis Robert, who's going to be in the Futures game, uh, saying very, very good. Um, could see him certainly by the month of September. Nick Madrigal, who's having a meteoric rise very quickly through the system. You might see him before uh, the end of the season. Unfortunately, he he ran down a long laundry list of injuries, not only to the guys here on the major league roster, but even more so some of the other prospects, you know, and that's been one of the bugaboos for the White Sox rebuild has been so many injuries. You got to feel bad for a guy like Jake Berger, who's had numerous injuries. You got to feel bad for Zach Birdie, who's had numerous injuries at this point. Um, so he, basically, the, the gist of everything was that the rebuild is on schedule, but they're not quite there yet, obviously. That Ian Hamilton injury? I'm sorry? That Ian Hamilton, baseball to the face? That's not, we were just off the air discussing Terrifying. Nikola Miritich. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, he's, 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 Barcelona he, that yeah, he's had terrible face. luck. Oh. He, he, he's had terrible luck. He was in an accident, obviously, back in spring training, and uh, no, an auto accident. And then here, you know, he's p- and sitting in the dugout, and the ball hits him in the face and, you know, loses a couple of teeth, and he's got to have some facial, um, c- I don't know, construction surgery or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, the White Sox have just been beset by, unfortunately, all these different injuries. So is there any chance Dylan Cease pitches against the Cubs? Uh, Next week, there's a ch- yeah. I suppose there's at least a chance. I mean, again, when talking among some people, we actually thought that he might come up this week and pitch in the Tigers series. Again, they have a bunch of games, including a day-night doubleheader later on, uh, upcoming next week. So, yeah, we we think that he's going to be up here. Whether he pitches in that Cubs series, that I can't answer you. They haven't really listed who they're pitching. Well, actually, they have listed the pitchers. They got Giolito pitching in one game and Lopez pitching in the other game. I think that much is etched in stone. But hmm. they do have they do have an opening in the Tigers series, and you could see him uh, in one of those games. I think I think you probably will. It's interesting. It's time now. It really is time to flip that switch for the White Sox um, into using guys that matter, allowing playing time for those people that matter whenever possible. I know they don't have enough arms to fill out the rotation healthily with guys of consequence right now, so that's why Ross Detweiler exists. Um, but boy, it's a great story. Did people react? I wonder how uh, what the reaction was of players within that clubhouse to Yonder Alonso being designated for assignment and heading off Yonder. Uh, they're they're understanding. Um, they they certainly know that you know he was a great mentor, but 
listen, you got to produce. It's as simple as that. He had lots of opportunities. Rick Hahn, that was one of the things he talked about also yesterday before the game, is that he got off to the rough start. But listen, a lot of veterans, especially when they're moving uh, from team to team, they do get off to rough starts. But they were hoping that come the months of May and here in June that he would start taking off. And unfortunately, he never did. So Players aren't stupid. They, they know that if you're not going to produce, and they also know that their team is in a rebuild and there's other guys. I mean, Daniel Polka is now up here and Zach Collins is up here. Those guys needed bats. They're not going to sit there and languish on the bench for nothing. So obviously, you know, where do they, what do they do to get those guys playing time? You know, a veteran who's not producing is going to go out the door, and that's exactly what happened. So it was good to see against a – I mean, it's nice to see the Sox – I want to see the Sox win when that core, the guys you 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 expect to be here when they're good, if they're going to get good again, when they contribute to it. And it was um, Ross Detweiler aside, as good a story as he might be, he might not be that guy. The Once again, watching Aloy hit whatever he's going to do, it's like Soriano. It's like watching Soriano up there. That swing, it's effortless. It, it amazes me when I... How many times have we seen that? 17 times this year? Whatever he's got, whatever number of home runs. What a thing, just watching him. And he seems to have acclimated even to an even greater degree in, in the yeah. locker room with the media as just part of being in the majors. Yeah, he's a happy-go-lucky guy. Every time we have a chance to talk to him, he's very, very upbeat. And, and I couldn't agree with you more. He's got an effortless swing. I mean, he is like sort of like the anti-Javier Baez who swings violently. I mean, um, Jimenez just takes almost like a soft swing. And yeah. you know, yesterday's home run was 420 feet. He's hit the 460 and 70-foot home runs already this season. He really is a joy to watch, and he's only going to get better when he find, you know, starts learning these pitchers on a more consistent basis and that's exactly what Rick Renteria said even before today's game. Yeah, I mean, it, it's something that it's easy power yeah. is what I call it. It's just like it, it's very, very rare and very special to see a guy swing that much under control and the ball fly off his bat. I In remember, a game, this isn't batting practice. No, I remember seeing Daryl <laughs> Strawberry and thinking that. Like, yeah. that is just so smooth, and then the ball is gone. How does that even happen? So, man, this is crazy. Yuan Moncada healthy and back in this lineup today, right? He is uh, playing third base and batting second. I did see uh, Tim Anderson walk into the clubhouse a little late today. Mm. You know, obviously he's going to be out for a while. Exactly how long? Usually those high ankle sprains are four to six weeks. But, you know, some players say, you know, it, it takes even that much longer to them to have 100% mobility. And he's at the position that you have to have the most mobility at shortstop because you're going north and south. You're going east and west. You're doing a lot of things with your feet. So he's out, unfortunately, for the extended time, whether it's four weeks, six weeks, who knows. He's got fast recuperative powers. You know, he's, he has recovered from a lot of injuries. But again, time will tell how long he's going to be out. I'm very afraid when I see Ivan Nova go to the mound. <laughs> and more so... Like, at home and in June, I didn't realize it was this extreme. It's not that he's just gone 0-3. It's the 8.79 ERA in six starts at guaranteed rate field. (laughs) That is not good, obviously. And he's 0-2 with a 4.6 ERA in June. Yeah, this is... This is... The reason they got rid of the other guy with the unpronounceable name and the impossible ERA. Oh, Drissimer de Spagna. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which means see you later. Uh, by the way, the, the White Sox are still the proud 
proud um, team to employ the guys with the two worst ERAs of all starting pitchers in baseball. Ronaldo Lopez, yeah. 6.12, and your friend Ivan Nova at 5.91. You know, and it's interesting, guys, because I'm sure the plan going into the season was to get a guy like Nova and get a guy like Kelvin Herrera and, and flip them, yep. you know, at the, at the trading deadline. And unfortunately, these two guys... For not only for their own purposes, but for the team's purposes, have really failed for the most part this season. So you're not going to get anything for them at this juncture, neither one. So do you think that Darren Collison retired rather than face the prospect <laughs> of being a, a Jim Boylan bull being approached by him? <laughs> that, that's a good theory on your part. Um, I, 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 I wish I had a better line to come back at uh, than your premise there. Um, what, what did they say? Religious beliefs or something like that? that family and health. Faith and family. Faith and faith, family. Yeah. faith and family, yeah. Okay, faith and family. Uh, I don't know. So obviously it's onward to plan Q at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, the, bull, the Bulls, you know, and I see all these rumors. Some of these rumors are just beyond ridiculous. I mean, not so ridiculous at least is the one, you know, that they throw out Malcolm Brogdon, you know, four years, 80 million. But the Bulls aren't going to do that. I mean, they're not going to stunt the growth of the kid that they just drafted, who they hope will be their point guard mm-hmm. at some juncture, even this upcoming season, and certainly not too long thereafter. So, you know, maybe it's a George Hill who just got released by Milwaukee. Maybe it's a Corey Joseph or an Ish Smith. I still believe when it comes to the point guard that, it's going to be Kobe White and Chris Dunn who are going to slug it out, and I don't mean physically, like well, uh, like 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 maybe. Miritich and <laughs> did in the tradition. past. <laughs> I just think those two guys are going to uh, fight it out um, for the starting position, at least initially, and well, maybe they do bring in a Corey Joseph or an Ish Smith as a backup, and eventually Chris Dunn will not be a bull. Now, as far as the rest of the money that they have allocated, um, you know, Taj Gibson, we've talked about this in the past. He's a possibility. Does he want to finish his career in Chicago where he's very comfortable, or does he want to you know, try and win a ring somewhere? Um, I'm hearing Rodney Hood's name is at least a possibility. He'd be more of a a productive player and then you got certain guys who can shoot the basketball Wayne Ellington who is trying to play on every NBA team there is he's played on eight teams already wow I see I see other crazy rumors Julius Randle that's not going to happen uh, Enos Cantor I don't think that's going to happen but that's hmm. more of a possibility so you know the Bulls will get the second or third tier guys you know, the big rumor this morning, and I'm sure you guys have talked about this, is Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant want to play on the same team going forward. There's yeah. only two teams in the NBA that that could happen with, um, and one of them's the Knicks, and I don't believe it's going to be there. So if they want to play together, it's the L.A. Clippers going forward. Yeah, it's, it, it's really interesting. Um, the NBA has figured out a way to make their offseason the, uh, the free-on league, the NBA's free-on <laughs> league. They've made it so incredibly interesting, and the players control the scenarios. And 100%. If the, and if the Bulls were in the NBA, it'd be really fun. It'd be yes. really fun right now yeah. to have the Bulls be Maybe among the, the teams. Maybe the NBA will expand to Chicago someday. <laughs> right? Like, hey, yeah. we're, we're, uh, we're a heritage franchise. Yeah. We won lots city. of titles. We're a big, big city. Big city. Lots of advertising stuff you seen yeah, us you could come play no we don't have an nba team no. um we'll have to get one all right we'll get back to you thank you well we can introduce you to jonathan tabes so did you see any movies david i did see one movie yesterday um and ironically it was titled yesterday oh. um 
And and you probably have seen the, the previews of this movie, which got me really psyched when I saw them over the last couple of months. Um, it's it's about a fledgling fledgling musician. I believe he's in England, although I thought originally it was Australia, but I guess it was in England. He gets into an accident, and when he wakes up, he's the only one, until later on in the movie, who knows anything about the Beatles, their music. Nobody. It's been wiped out of the consciousness of everybody on the planet, other than a few people. And so he starts playing all their songs and becomes a rock star, because you know all these songs are the greatest songs of all time. Um, so it, it's an interesting movie. It's also a love story, and, and I give it a passing grade. I, it wasn't as good as I had hoped it would be, but then again, I'm a, I'm a big Beatles freak, so I love their music. So yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty interesting, and and it goes hand in hand with a lot of the other movies. Ironically, there's been a lot of movies this year about musicians, Bohemian Rhapsody with Queen and Rocket Man with Elton John. It's it's not as good as either of those two movies, but I still liked it overall. That's cool. Yeah, it's directed by Danny Boyle, who did both Train Spotting and mm-hmm. uh, Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. So he's he's all over the place stylistically. He's good. That's yeah. who, they should have just done. We were guessing the mascot race they're going to have the Red Sox Yankees game, and it's just <laughs> the Beatles. That's what they're going to have. They were up for inclusion, and they lost. The Beatles and William Shakespeare. Did not make the mascot race. But the lo- Loch Ness Monster The Loch Ness made Monster, <laughs> Freddie Mercury, Henry VIII, and Winnie. Winston. And Winston Churchill. That, that's, your, that's your mascot you know race coming up in I'm London. I'm going to go have a Churchill cigar after this because I just don't like the way they did that. David, thanks for your time. All right. And the way, the way that game is going, that mascot race will be about two weeks from tomorrow. Yep, yeah, that's right. You got it. Boy, can you imagine if Schuster was there bitching about how long this game is in London and the flight that we took over, too? <laughs> thanks, David. See you guys. Right. Oh, man. It's David Schuster, Saturday Suckage. He's, All right, he's he's made he's made exhausted apathy a brand. It's yeah. really impressive. Yes, it is. And the game's still going on. And David, that would be <laughs> great. Hear him, hear him bitching with an accent. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. We come back. We have a Jed Hoyer interview and uh, closing ceremony. Spiegel Rosenblum, Chicago Sports Radio, six seventy. The score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 